Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name's Tara Gleason, and I'm the producer. This week's podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from Eglin Spouses Club. Now this week, we have an extraordinary military kid named Diego. Diego and his family have lived an extraordinary life. And so you're gonna hear about his aspirations for when he gets older, also some amazing projects that he has going on, uh, including some films uh, coming up soon. So please listen in as Luis sits down with Diego and his dad, Jason. So welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Louise Webb, and I've been a part of the military community for the last 30 years as a spouse, a mom, and I'm also a master parent educator with the MSEC. Today, we are going to be chatting with Diego and his dad, Jason. So Diego just finished eighth grade, and he will be heading into high school in August. He's the son of an active duty Army service member, and he and his family currently live in Texas. So joining Diego today is his dad, Jason. So thank you both for joining me on our MSEC podcast. I'm going to go ahead and start with Diego. So can you tell us a bit about your background as a military kid? Like, can you share with us where you, what you've liked the most about that and what you found to be the most challenging? So. What I like the most about being a military kid is meeting different people and uh, being a military kid, I actually found people like me, you know, amputees. And uh, it was really hard for me to meet other amputees as a kid. And I couldn't, I couldn't interact with anybody the same way I would as another amputee. But I find the most challenging thing is to, you know, adapt to different situations like moving and uh, meeting different people. And uh, just walking is a really big situation for me now too. Oh, I love how you said that being a military kid helps you meet different people and you're different as well. As you mentioned, you're an amputee. So I love that the military lifestyle has helped connect you with other people and other kids like you. And it is hard to adapt to different, different places, different, um, you know, kids and all of that. So I appreciate the fact that you work hard to make that happen just for you. So I'm going to go ahead and thank you so much for sharing for that. And I'm going to switch over to your dad, Jason. So can you give us a bit of background about you and how long you and your spouse have been a military family? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, uh, uh, thank you for having us on your show. Uh, We really really appreciate it. And we really appreciate what what you all are doing for, for military families and children. So. Myself, I've been a part of the military uh, for 21 years now. I just hit 21 years back in May, and I've been married 15 years, uh, and it seems it seems like forever. I can't remember a time <laughs> before we were married, but yeah. So, so we've been a military family for the for those 15 years of my life. Actually, before 15 years, and uh, you know, part of it is is working as a family unit to navigate the challenges that we face as, as a military family, whether it's deployments. Um, my wife is is you know, as we always say, the backbone of the family, and she's had to navigate and learn systems and learn uh, how to navigate network of friends, network and units, um, and and lean on organizations like like uh, MCEC. You know, so so uh, starting in Germany, she had you know we had the FRG that that helped her through certain things, and um, you know she's had to do travel, school, education with the kids, uh, and then also. Um, you know challenges that that come about with the with the deployments like me not being there what what does that look like what what are those voids she has to fill when i'm not there so it's been it's been an experience but but that's kind of in, in a nutshell what what 
uh, we look like as a military family. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm military spouse as well, so I can relate to your wife for sure. <laughs> I have two kids, so trying to get them all set up every different place we went. But I, I do want to say every time we do move, like you mentioned, we did as a military family, we did have support systems in place right away. And I do find that extremely helpful. And I'm glad she was able to partake in some of those FRG groups and that sort of um, organizational things that are in place for military families. So here at MSEC, we love to hear about military kids and their hopes and dreams for the future. So Diego, I know that you have hopes and you aspire to possibly join the military someday if you're able. So why could this be a challenge and how are you ready to tackle that? So I've always wanted to be a soldier like my dad, obviously. Um, but being an amputee, it's going to be a really big challenge to, you know, get through all this stuff, you know, because I can't. I can't just go as a regular person. Uh, the way I was born has never, you know, stopped me in life. Always pushed through and overcome obstacles. And I don't, I don't ever see this becoming an obstacle in the future either. I'm just going to plow down through it. But um, I really, really hope to be in the army one day. Uh, that's that's always been my dream job. My dad has always put on his boots every morning, and I got my own uniform. I used to mimic him when I was a child, and uh, I've always looked up to him. So it would, I just really hope that. I one day become in the military like him. I hope so too. I hope that works out for sure. Cause I know that you'd be an amazing soldier, just like your dad. So Diego, when we talked earlier, you shared how you recently attended a JROTC camp and you graduated with an award. So I know that I, for myself, but also our listeners would love to know more about this award. So I think it was like, Four weeks ago, I attended a RGTC camp that was uh, kind of like boot camp, which lasted three days of intense physical activities and teamwork operations and different things like that, and learning how to commute with each other in RTC and learning the different ranks. And uh, on the third day, we did an intense physical workout, and that was our last grading day. And then on that day, they graded us on what we were like during our performances and stuff like that. And when we were graduating, they were like, Diego Mercado, you won this award for overall male and PT. And I was like, what? You got to be kidding me, right? I was not expecting that. You know, as a kid with one leg, I would have never expected that. Um, but apparently I, I did the best I, uh, PT. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, even my dad was shocked. He was like, you, you just won that award. So that's fantastic. That was yeah so three days of pretty intense stuff and then you still came out with a with a an award that's amazing i i love to hear that see nothing's going to stop you we know that right you've said that yourself too so congratulations on that so i'm going to switch over to jason again and before i forget jason i want to thank you for your service because we do appreciate all our military family members thanks so much service members yes so we appreciate, appreciate you thank you so much so you had mentioned to me that diego was born with amniotic band syndrome so as parents this must have been really hard to hear and then of course you had to learn all about it however you and your family have really embraced this diagnosis and you encourage Diego in so many ways. So how did you and your wife and kids support and encourage Diego? So, so first off, so yeah, it was amniotic uh, band syndrome. Uh, and for those that don't know, for your listeners that don't know, amniotic, uh, amniotic band syndrome is where the amniotic sac um, has a tear in it and amniotic fibers are released into, into the woman's um, 
womb where, where the baby's where fetus is growing. Um, so this is what happened to Diego wrapped around his um, his his right side on his hand and on his leg, causing uh, a deformation on his hand and an absence of his lower tibia. So his so he's born as an amputee. It's called a preutero amputation. The amputation happened during the pregnancy. Um, so that's kind of the sci scientific way to talk about it, or the medical way to talk about it. Um, now, uh, it was devastating for me as as a as a father um, and for my wife as well. It's harder on me because you know it's one of those things where you know I'm I'm, ex I'm expecting Diego to come, and I've got like I'm, I'm like I want to teach him sports. I want to teach him how to play basketball. I had like a little baby Air Jordan hanging from my rearview mirror, and I'm like, he's gonna put this on one day, you know. And it was like the smallest little shoe, you know. And and when he was born, we uh, we weren't ready for it, uh, you know. I I uh, I remember, uh, you know, when he was born, I kind of I, I kind of hesitated to hold him in the hospital when the, when the nurses gave him to me, and this was in Germany, mind you, and I couldn't speak much German, and uh, you know, it was it was difficult, you know. And I and I remember. Every time I went to the hospital for like a month straight, I, I just cried every time I saw him. And, and you know, um, but the goodness of it was that, you know, his his vital organs, his brain, all that stuff was was still normal, you know. And it, and if you look at him today, you'll you you won't even know what we went through back then. Uh, he doesn't even know, you know, you hear stories about it, but he, he didn't realize the struggle that we went through as parents. Um, so as far as how we've supported him in, in, in one is being as a military kid. And two, with his challenges, um, the first thing is is that we never treated him like he had a, he had a disability. Uh, to this day, we we hesitate to use that word. Um, we we treat him just like any other kids. He has chores. He has a, he has all the things that that regular kids have. He is a regular kid to us. You know, he just has a a prosthetic. Um, when he said he couldn't do something, we would always uh, encourage him to say you know not say those things, not say I can't. You know because we don't like to use that word. Um, and then the other thing was, whenever he, you know, he had this dream of being in the military like his dad, and and uh, it's only natural for children to want to follow in their parents' footsteps, you know. And so, where people would say, you can't do that, you're you're an amputee, or you only got one leg, I would say, you know, let, let's let's give it a shot. Um, so at six years old, he asked me for his, he asked me for a, you know, a, a uniform, the kid size uniform. And I remember trading trading in some of my old boots and some of my old uh, military gear, and I I went to the surplus store and I traded it in and and you know I, there was a kid size uniform, and that was the first time I got him a uniform. Uh, he then he said, Dad, I wanna I wanna ride bike just like those. The, he saw some injured veterans coming through his school, uh, during a race. Uh, it's called the Ride to Recovery. Uh, and he saw that they were amputees too, so he figured he wanted to do that too. So I. Uh, he had a donated bike from uh, an organization called Ambux. Uh, so his tri it was a tricycle, and uh, he rode that tricycle in 5Ks, and then eventually that led to him running uh, in 5Ks and, and becoming as as athletic as he is now. So at each at each step, I kind of you know I didn't take the reins so to speak, but I was there alongside of him when he wanted to run, when he, when he wanted to do military stuff, you know this airsoft thing, or he wanted to wear a, a military uniform. I just kind of I helped them through that process because it's it's military. It's what I know. Um, and then again, not treating him like as if he had a disability. I love that. And thank you for sharing about the amniotic band syndrome. That was I, I appreciate that because I I had not heard of it before meeting your family, and I know many of our listeners probably haven't either. So that and you did a great job explaining that. Thank you. 
that was good. And I love how you and your wife and your family support um, Diego and anything he wants to do, because I can tell you're going to be able to do whatever you want to do. And that starts from at home, right? It starts from what, what you get from at home. So that's, that's awesome. And that's good advice for any parents who may come up against a, a serious illness like that, that might affect their kids. So what advice do you have for other parents who may be faced with a diagnosis with their child and what can what can they do to help support and encourage their child to be the best version of themselves? You've shared a little bit of this already, but if you want to expand a little bit more, yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. So well, that's a great question, actually, because it's so, again, it's something we didn't prepare for. Um, so there's actually a couple pieces of advice, and I've and I've kind of as 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 the years have gone on and we've raised Diego, there's things that I look back upon and I'm like, well, I wish somebody would have told me that, you know. The first piece of advice is that you can't you can't shield your kid from everything, um, especially if you're your new parents or your younger parents. Um, you're gonna wanna every time you you have a kid that that is has an amputation or, or is perhaps in a wheelchair. Every time they fall, you're gonna wanna pick them up. You're gonna wanna run to them immediately. But what we've learned is you can't do those things because one, it's 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 um it's kind of stunting their growth uh, as far as um you know how how they navigate life they have to be the ones to pick themselves up they have to be the one to to figure it out for themselves whereas we just we just want to pick our babies up you know that's that's something you you got to kind of not not completely not do but you got to restrict yourself from doing it all of the time that's the first piece of advice the second piece of advice is you got to have thick skin um you gotta you gotta have that because uh what happens is you know it's only natural for people to look and wonder what happened to to a child that's an, an amputee. Um, we we me, me being uh, the way I am, I'm kind of like, why are they staring at my kid? You know, why why are they uh, you know? And this is adults, not just kids. And our kids would say something, and they parents would quickly like shush them, like don't talk about it. But but the the thing is, is that talking about it and educating people that's an opportunity that we should take advantage of. Um, because people don't know about amniotic fan syndrome. People don't know about the disabilities and challenges that other people have. And so we've gotten Diego accustomed to speaking about it, you know, showing his prosthetic off um, or or not shying away from the question of, you know, hey, what, what's what's wrong with your son? We, we always start off with, well, there's nothing wrong with him, but he was born this way. And we'd educate them. And this is adults and kids. It's not just the kids, you know. Sometimes people will be like, oh, well, you know, they feel bad. But we're like, no, there's nothing wrong with him. He's totally normal. He was just born this way. He has to use a, a, a prosthetic device to get around. Um, the the other couple pieces of advice is, is that um, uh, when you're a new parent and you have a child that's born differently, sometimes you blame yourself for the child being born that way. And that's that's the wrong mentality to have because there was nothing that me or my wife could have done to prevent Diego from being born that way. It was just something that happens. And I think uh, it's it's somewhere around between one and 15,000 um, children are born this way. Uh, so it's it's really an, an anomaly, but it does happen. Um, there's no sense in trying to blame yourself as parents for, for the outcome of, of the birth, but you do have to help them navigate this and you gotta be strong for them and you have to teach them that strength as well. So that's the, that's the advice I have for parents based on um, our experience. That's awesome advice. I 
and I love the that you guys, including Diego, you all, and I'm sure your siblings do too. I'm sure you, that you take it and you try to educate people. So, and then I love you said, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> he just has a prosthetic leg. So it's, it's true. So good for you guys. I think that's great. We can all learn from that for sure. All right. So guess what? We're back to Diego, switching back over to you. So speaking of awareness and working hard to make a difference and show that, well, we're going to use, I'm going to use that word disability, although I know you don't like that, but show about your prosthetic leg for sure. We'll go for that. It hasn't stopped you from doing anything. So would you share how over the years, I know that you've expressed an interest in acting and have actually pursued some acting. So can you share with that with us a little bit? So. I started acting after a viral video in 2016, you know, uh, of a video of me and a vet working out and flipping tires went viral. I started getting calls from Nickelodeon and Steve Harvey and, you know, little big shots and lip sync battle shorties, all calls from all around the world. And I was like, dad, this is, this is awesome. People actually find interest in, you know, a kid with one leg. I'm like, that's crazy. That's never happened before. And so I found this as a way to make a difference by, you know, there's, not many people out there who's an actor and an amputee and, a, you know, a kid. And so I was like, I'm gonna take this opportunity and raise awareness by it because of the widespread media. So I found interest in acting. Uh, like, for instance, I want to join the army, as I've said before, but I can't do it alone. So being an actor and stuff like that can help me get this word out. You know, everything's possible. You just got to put your mind to it. And that's what I hope the people see whenever I'm acting. I hope to see like this kids out there trying to make a difference. Let's go support them and stuff like that. And let's go support everybody else in the community. That's also like this. So after I became an actor, I started picking up roles. And my first role was a Netflix original film called mixtape. And uh, it's not out yet. I do not know the release date. Unfortunately, all I know is that it was supposed to be kind of July, but it got pushed back because of Netflix, but we had such an amazing cast. Like we had. Uh, Jackson Rathbone from the Twilight series. We had Gemma Allen. We had Julia Bowen. She plays Claire from the Mata family. We had Nick Thune, who was one of the funniest comedians ever. Uh, we had Audrey. I still don't know how to say her name. I'm so sorry, Audrey. <laughs> uh, I'm a skip. Uh, Olga Pesta and Kiefer O'Reilly, who's actually in Mighty Ducks on Disney right now, Disney Plus. I've watched that Disney Plus series, the Mighty Ducks. That is so much fun. So that's. Yep. That's amazing. And before we started recording, I did ask, I did look up Netflix for mixtape and it's, there was nothing on there yet. So at the time of our recording now, it will be coming soon. So we're looking forward to seeing you in that. And thank you for sharing that. And I know it does sound like an amazing cast. I recognize quite a few of the actors that you just mentioned. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I'm so excited that you get to do that. All right, I'm going to pivot back over to Jason. So when we talked, you mentioned how acting can really be a great pl platform for Diego and how that can actually help with the military. So even if for some reason in the future, he is not able to wear a uniform, you talked about how he can still influence and help others through the roles that he may play on screen. So do you want to expand on that a little bit for our listeners? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's a great point. Um, so so uh, there's so it's twofold, right? So one one is, uh, you know, there's 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 a lot of um, it's it's a huge platform in, in the entertainment industry, right? You know, not not very many people have the uh, the opportunities that Diego has been blessed with, you know, and we we recognize that. 
um, and, and not many, not very, very many people are a military kid that have that platform. So him, him um, being in this movie mixtape uh, on Netflix, um, it, it gives him a, a platform to where he can kind of speak the message like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a military kid. I want to join the, the military. And he's going to continue that. Um, it gives him a bigger voice, not just for himself, but for for maybe others who can influence the 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 military entrance processing system where you know maybe maybe they'll one day allow amputees to come into the military who who can who can do something for the military and that's diego's case so that's the first thing is is being to you know that's what diego hopes to do is is have that level of uh, influence where he can one day maybe change the laws uh and get in the military so that's the first thing the second thing is that um, and I told I told Diego is you know when I'm deployed uh, with my soldiers when I'm deployed anywhere, um, one of the outlets that we have is uh, you know watching film, watching movies, being entertained so we can escape the battlefield, so we can escape what we're facing back back home, um, the troubles that we face. We we escape our reality and we watch these television series, we watch these movies, and 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 just like I told Diego, I said you are a part of that. You're helping soldiers you're helping airmen you're helping service members escape the harsh realities of war of combat and conflict and you're serving a purpose to the military so you're inherently serving the military so whether you like it or not you're doing something for them um you know so uh he's like dad well i, I didn't see it that way dad you know so uh, so i said hey look if one day you know you know you, you may not make it in the military at least you have this to fall back on and you ha you're still serving a purpose to our military and our service members. I know that's true too, because my, when my husband was deployed, he would, at, well, he deployed a long time ago, but it was, they would get these, you know, tapes from locally and watch things all the time. It was, like you said, the downtime, it just gave you something to escape. And, and it's hard, I imagine, because you're away from your families and that's what you want to think about. So having a, having a really good movie, like mixtape, you know, it's going to go a long way. And I think that is an awesome way to serve in a different way. Should the, the military piece not work out for sure. But in a way, you're still going to serve. So we all appreciate that. And we appreciate your need to serve because we need that as well. So this podcast is all about telling stories. What makes our series so special is when we hear from Diego and then we'll hear from Jason. Do you have any final inspirational thoughts or a story or a message that you want to share with our listeners? Because we just we want to hear from you and what what makes you so special and how you can influence others. Well, I think uh, I'm going to say something that goes not for, you know, just amputees and uh, goes for everyone else out there. But, um, you know, just never give up. You know, who would have thought a kid, uh, you know, a kid went viral in 2016 from just, you know, working out and then making his way all up, all the way up to being an, a Netflix actor. You know, anything's really possible. You know, if you would have told me I was going to be doing a Netflix film like 10 years ago, I would have said you're you're crazy, right? So you just got to put your mind thing. You just got to put your mind to it. And I think, you know, that's, that's a really great way to look out on things. Just never give up and overcome any obstacle that you see. I love it. I love it. And that'll go a long way with our listeners too, Diego. It's great advice. How about you, Jason? Can you share a story or maybe a message that you'd like to share with other military parents? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so, so, we recognize, you know, as a family, uh, as, as and when I say family, our, you know, that's everybody in the military. We're all family. We recognize that um, that we're not in this fight alone. You know, so our story, our our story, uh, the Mercado family story is just one story. 
there are other there are countless other stories out there. You know, we 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 have been um, successful because we've been a tight knit family. We've been successful because there's a, there's resiliency there. So the resiliency piece is always key. And, and don't ever feel like you're doing something yourself. There's always a network that that's that's there, and they truly care for you. Um, and, and you got to fall back on that network. Uh, and the other thing is, this is a bit of a you know a story break for you. Um, Diego was selected for a another role, uh, and he'll be popping up somewhere in a viral video here soon. So, uh, and and I I don't know if I can disclose it, but you'll see him on the internet here in, in the next couple weeks, maybe. Awesome. We look forward to that, Diego. You'll have to uh, send me a link or something, and then we can put it in the show notes so that after when this is even released, we can put it and other people can see it later if it doesn't get released by the time we do this production. So thank you. Thank you so much. So Diego and Jason, we appreciate you taking time to talk with me today, sharing your personal stories with all our listeners and speaking for myself and I'm sure for all our listeners, we, of course, wish you all the best, Diego, in your future career, whether it be in the service or serving on the big screen. Truly, for you, I believe the sky is the limit. And like you said, anything is possible, and we know it is with you. So you've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. MSEC supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org, and you can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on all our endeavor to missions to serve the children of those who serve us all. So until the next time, thanks for listening. And again, thanks Diego and Jason for being here. Thank you. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support of the Eglin Spouses Club. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.